Fatality. going on everybody welcome to fatality a mortal Kombat retrospective i am your host the fluff master supreme the one who knows the combos to make sindel scream mr big johnny d and allow me to introduce my beloved co-host you know him as the dkb that's saucy Aussie. allow me to introduce brody kano kane hattie hattie mother lickers Oh, today is April 17th. It's the Fluffmaster's birthday. Fuck yeah. And uh, fucking birthday, brother. Thank you, buddy. And I can honestly say I am doing my wife's like, do you really want to do a podcast on my birthday? I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be hanging out with my homie. I'm gonna be talking Mortal Kombat. Is there anything more I'd really not want to do on my birthday? So fuck yeah, dude. I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to be here. And uh, randomly enough, Next week, we're doing Brody's birthday. <laughs> it's beautiful. Fucking oh, oath. Ties in perfectly. Right, right. So before we discuss what we're going to talk about today, we uh, have to like we like uh, to do a little segment here that we call Slice and Dice. So, Brody, how you been, brother? I've been very well, Mr. Johnny D. I've been very well. Um, recorded a new episode of Lights, Camera, Exploitation yesterday uh, with very my nice. homies Nick Reese and TJ Bowser. Uh, and we reviewed a Brian De Palma film called Dress to Kill. So be sure to look out for that. That's a very fun episode. Great film too if you haven't seen it. Highly, highly recommended. Um, but, yeah, other than that, mate, um, not too much. Uh, just – Working flat out, um, getting prepped for this new fucking movie that's coming out mm. this week. Um, Yo, super excited. Super quick excited. question for you, buddy. Wasn't it in this last week that you guys got the bad news? Absolutely. It was actually, it was heartbreaking because I honestly thought I was going to see it this, this week. week. Oh, sorry. Last, yeah, just gone. Or no, I'm sorry. And You're right. You were going to see it Thursday, correct? The 15th. Yes, yes, I was meant to be seeing it Thursday, but then they come out at the last minute and said, no, you can uh, get it a week later. Um, so it basically puts us on par with uh, America. Uh, so I think it comes out the 22nd here and it's the 23rd for you. Yes. Am I correct? Yep. Yes. Yep. So I'll so be probably seeing it a, for- yeah, a, day, a day in early. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to not be able to uh, talk to you about the film. But it's only 24 hours, so <laughs> it should be okay. Oh, um, I know, dude. Especially, uh, I think it was Josh, is it Josh Lawson that's playing Kano in the film when he put up that Instagram video of uh, his uh, audio recording of, um, it's just, it's, I've just been trying to guess what sort of scene it is, you know. He doesn't okay. die in it because he actually right. gets his breath back. So, Like I said, I think it's personally the Sonya scene where he's fighting him, fighting her in the desert. That you get that we've seen a few quick snippets of in here and there, but yeah, very nice. It's it's been tough. Like um, like YouTube have been putting up a few spoilers here and there. <sighs> they put up yesterday. Um, it was like the very first thing when I went into YouTube. It was um, oh shit, who was it? Was it the spoilers in the title? 
Nah, nah. Oh, nah. It, it was it was the fight between. Um, my God, I'm f- Kung Lao. Fuck is that? <laughs> is it Kung Lao Natara? Um, I think everybody kind of figures that one's coming, but ah, uh, fuck me. How do I? Oh, I feel so embarrassed now. I can't even think of oh, his you're fucking fine. name. Um, Liu Kang. Kung- yeah, it was Liu Kang and fucking. Yes, yes, Kabal. Okay. Fuck me, brother. This is why I'm here for you, man. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> thanks for helping me out. That was that was a struggle. I was sort of stroked out then. Um, you know yeah, what it is, sorry. dude. You were just getting riled up because you just got fucked out of a week from seeing the movie again, like we did. And uh, yeah. yeah, my head's not right in the game at the moment. <laughs> it's it's really done some damage to me. So, all right. But needless to say, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. What about you, Mister Johnny D? Oh, well, so um, obviously celebrating the birthday today, uh, celebrated my wife's birthday yesterday. So happy belated Ooh. to my bubbies. Um, birthday. Yeah. So we went and saw the unholy last night. It was uh, it was good. It wasn't great. It was enjoyable. Um, it was a fun movie. I think the uh, easiest way I could say it without being spoiler review, and I know that this doesn't necessarily return to our fatality podcast, but it kind of goes with our other horror podcast a little bit. Um, like I told you, buddy, I want if I wish it was an R so we could have pushed the bar a little bit farther. I understand yes. PG 13 is a broader range and you can get more people in there. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So while we didn't get what I would have personally liked for our level of our entertainment for horror, um, which does, does go with mortal Kombat. Uh, it was good. I thought the acting was great. You get Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's always like, you know, a hunky stud. So he, you can't really go wrong with him. And you get fucking Robin of Loxley, which I was, <laughs> uh, Carrie. Um, oh my God, dude. What the hell's his last name? Oh my God. I can't believe I'm farting on it. Was it w- William, William, uh, slight. Is it slight? Oh, I don't no, know. It's, it's Carrie, his... isn't it? It's Carrie L. Oh my God, dude. Fucking princess bride. Goddamn. Robin Hood men in tights. Oh, I can't believe I'm fucking brain fired on this shit, dude. Anyways, he was great. He played that Boston uh, preach preacher and everything, but no, it was a fun movie. Um, oh, Carrie, Carrie L was, L was, thank, is it? thank you. Carrie yes, L's. yes, yes. And, and sorry. And William Sadler was the other bloke I was thinking of. Oh, was he the, was he the, the um, guy with the lung issue? No, he he was the priest. That, he was uh, the the younger one that had no the old sorry sorry uh, the the older priest that uh, was the uncle to the um, okay yeah yeah the guy with the lung the thing. okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. um no it was a fun movie like I said I had a great time I haven't got out to the theaters just with my wife to see a horror movie since the yep. new Child's Play so it's been a fucking minute you know what I mean um, fuck yeah. Right. Other than that, I have been literally counting down the fucking minutes till Friday. <laughs> and uh, I was going to bring this up before the podcast, but I thought I figured it'd be good. Uh, some good banter here. So as I mentioned to you prior, sir, the IMAX that's 45 minutes away from me is opening up uh, that day. Ooh. Um, going saying that. At first, they were the issue, the websites were having issues and everything. It's all good to go. I checked it earlier this today. I could book my tickets and everything. I'm like, oh, here we go. Right. So here comes the dilemma of time slots. Now, I've never seen an IMAX movie. 
I feel this movie particularly would um, be phenomenal in IMAX. However, they have another theater experience that which I never really looked into until today, and they have a 4DX theater. Are you familiar with this? No, I am not. All right. So supposedly this is supposed fourth dimensional theater experience. Yeah, really. So that being said, this motherfucker has movable seats. So it's like a theme ride almost, but for the movie. So it's got movable seats. It's got smoke. It's got lightning strobe effects. And it throws water at you for like water scenes and shit like that. So in my mind, my wife is reading this description off to me. And I'm just like, dude, this might be the most like perfect fucking movie to watch in that thing. Because, okay, you think about when we're just that scene alone where Sub-Zero's walking down the street, dude, and he throws all them fucking icicles, dude, like right on the ground. You're telling me they're not going to hit you with water in the face when that shit happens, dude? Like, (laughs) and I might have a dilemma, buddy. Do I go IMAX or do I go 40X? Now, 40X only has one showing. So, right, it's it's tight. IMAX has got like four the opening day. IMAX is a much bigger screen also and a different experience, but this 40X, I don't know, man. It's kind of like tempting, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Especially with the fatalities and that blood, you know? I, I dare say they would throw some water on you as if to say the blood in some scenes. It very yeah i uh, any of that dude like and then especially with like the seats moving like if somebody's getting put like a good punch and they get thrown back um you know what i mean like your seat might like i don't know i don't know dude like Ooh, it's, it's uh, a gamble it's a yeah, gamble mate. um but it, however it does sound fucking epic i've never even heard of this at all is it a new thing it's i newer i guess yeah um i don't think it's new per se i think it's been out for a while but i think i mean dude they only have one showing so i imagine the setup for this thing has got to suck if they're only you know what i mean like (laughs) or the cleanup or so i don't know you know what i'm saying like the fact that they only have one showing but it's like supposed to be like almost like but they did say or at least some people that have checked this shit out um it can sometimes be a little distracting from the movie in itself. Yes. So with the seat, like jarring around or like, you know what I mean? Like snapping you at a moment that you're definitely not expecting. It might like make you like look at your seat more than like, you know what I mean? Like pay attention to the movie. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's going to be a tough one. It's a tough one, dude. What would you do? I don't know because, yeah, I would love to experience that. Um, like, I think it was like even when you were a kid, you just really wanted to, like, I, 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 for instance, you'd be watching a cooking show and you'd like to smell what they, what the smell come through the TV. Mm-hmm. This is sort of in that sense of like, I don't know, phys- physicality type person. That was a part of know? it too. There's smells. I forgot about that. Oh, There's fuck. smells to it too. Right. So. Yeah, I always wanted that feeling when I was a kid. Like, I don't know, you've, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's it, reminds a tough me, one. it reminds me of the horror gimmicks of like the late 50s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to yep. the extreme, which is fucking awesome. But, dude, <sighs> I'm glad it's you're still not me. Toward, I'm still thinking I'm leaning towards <laughs> IMAX, though. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I'm yeah. not saying the 40X wouldn't be dope, but that might be like, 
if I ever got a second viewing and I got the chance to get out there, then maybe that's the way to go. Yeah. Then I already it. seen the movie. So then like now I get to experience the other bullshit <laughs> with it, I guess. I don't know. You're probably better off playing it safe that way. At least you'll get to experience it like visually beautiful in that sense. So absolutely well that, that that's probably what i would do anyway i'd play i'd play it safe and just go to the imax but just saying that's that's, no, that's something not, that it, I would it, do. it's not a bad idea sir like i said that's kind of where i'm leaning but other than that let's fuck all that bullshit let's talk about what the fuck we are here to talk about today yeah that is dum 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 we're talking spinoffs baby and uh we're starting just with the first two uh, because the next one we love so much that we're going to dedicate probably the whole episode to. And uh, well, if you're wondering, John, why the fuck are you on round six when this is only your fourth live episode? Well, God damn it. We did it again last week. Um, we didn't go full Snyder, but God damn it. We, we went Snyder minus the epilogue this time. So we didn't have that extra 30 minute breakdown at the end. Uh, but we went a little ham talking about MK nine and then uh I think we went over an hour on that bitch alone. And then we had to fucking wrap it up with X and 11 in the last like hour. So, um, so we wanted to like minuscule it down, keep it tight. So today we are talking, well, we'll start with the first game. We're talking Mortal Kombat mythologies, sub zero made in 1997 um, from developer midway games and for PS or PlayStation and avalanche software for Nintendo 64 publishers is midway games. Directors is Demetrius. Dimitros Tianis and Bill O'Neill produces as John Tobias, Dimitros Tianis again, and Michael Got Gottleby, Yeah, I apologize if I'm butchering these names. Um, designers, John Tobias, artist, of course, Mr. Tobias himself, because he's been a main artist since the fucking OG. Uh, Joshua joshua y sul and canos or carlos pensia i can't believe i just fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> there's another day we've been reading something fucking first episode i just fucked that up wow stroking all over the place and yeah. our composer our beloved mortal Kombat composer for the longest of times mr dan forden yay buddy you want to take it away that i can mate so in this iteration of Mortal Kombat, we play as Baihan, also known as Sub-Zero, who is on a quest to retrieve an ancient amulet for the mysterious sorcerer known as Quan Chi. We have not only been tasked on this mission, but our rival Hanzo Hasashi, aka Scorpion, has been as well, as we travel through various lands to retrieve the map of elements, which takes us to the ancient temple in the Himalayan mountains. There you... There you need to take on four guardians representing Earth Realm's elements, wind, earth, fire, and water. Once obtained, we find out that Quan Chi will use the amulet to free Shinnok, a once elder god now imprisoned in the Nether Realm. From there, Raiden, god of thunder, tasks us to retrieve the amulet back and put a stop to the sorcerer's plans. Dum bum bum. Alrighty, so um usually we jump into characters right now and we are going to but i'm gonna do this a little this is gonna be a little weird i should have did it a different way and i apologize but we're gonna watch the trailer for mortal kombat mythologies 
Sub-Zero must steal a sacred map from an ancient Shaolin temple, but soon delves into a journey that will take you into the darkest depths of the MK legend. An incredible prequel adventure game based on the amazing legends behind the MK fighters you've grown to love and fear. I could not, and I apologize, I could not find an HD version of this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't deserve the HD. Thing. All new MK characters, awesome new allies, bad news bosses, and savage sub-bosses. MK Mythologies Sub-Zero. From Midway. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I don't know about you, man, but the trail that trailer as a 12 year old fucking sold me in a heartbeat. I can't say that I ever saw the trailer as a kid. Fair. There was actually a couple different ones, dude. I remember. And like, I think one focused more on the actual like live action actors for the movies. Yeah. And then this one obviously was more of the gameplay based. Um, that is being that the, is, oh, sorry, is that the live action uh, characters we get in this game? Yeah, the PMVs, uh, which yeah. we will discuss momentarily. Yes. But so, all right, before we even break into characters, obviously, I feel like most people know what Mythologies is. And if you don't, simple breakdown is it's Mortal Kombat's first adventure to something different. And this was coming out right around the same exact time. Actually, I think I just a slight pinch before Mortal Kombat 4. Uh, both were 97. I think it was like maybe like a four month, maybe six month gap. Um, just coming in like, so they want to do something different. They wanted to expand the universe. Obviously, they have all this huge backstory, back lore for all these characters. It's been building up over the last three games, plus the two extra additions to the third game, which we've discussed. But yeah, this was something uh, spinoffs can be good. Spinoffs can be bad. And I think we all know that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think one of the biggest spinoffs that we all know and love is probably Mario Kart, which is just all your Mario people fucking thrown into a kart racer, but they do a fucking phenomenal Mortal Kombat mythologies. Ah, it could be, yeah, it, it's, it's hit or miss. So you want to give us a rundown of the characters, buddy? And yep. who we get in this game? So we get Sub-Zero, Quan Chi, Raiden, Serena, Kia, Chitaka, Shinnok, Wind God, who is Fujin, Water God, who is Glacier, is it Glacius? Okay, so I <laughs> I should have gave you a forewarning on this. This was just me kind of being an asshole, but <laughs> all right. So you know the water god from the obviously the water temple. I'm sure you've seen it. And if you didn't play it, yes. watch the video. Anybody listening, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you've ever played Killer Instinct. I want to say Killer Instinct came out in 95. No, I'm not saying this was trying to be a deliberate rip off of Killer Instinct by any means, but I think art imitates art, as we all know. And you would not 
there is no way in fucking hell you would uh, you would show me a video of this boss and not literally think glacius if you've ever fucking played mortal or if you've ever played killer instinct he literally is an ice weird like just a humanoid figure with a blank face and eyes he morphs into a little fucking t-1000 puddle and fucking cr- travels all around the fucking level <laughs> and fucking comes back up and always does this like crazy up upper and he does ice moves and stuff like that and like water moves you know what i mean like it's fucking glacius <laughs> so, so i should have forewarned you when i threw that in the notes but at the same time i was like hey, we'll see how this goes uh, that's all good mate not all good um so we got the Lin Kuei grandmaster mm. scorpion earth god fire god and shang Tsung. yeah so we get a nice little roster obviously uh we get some newer characters exposed into this um Nobody that we unfortunately ever really get in fighters except, well, I shouldn't say that because there's a few. So the wind God who was not known as Fujin at this time when they were making it was obviously added into MK4. We also get um, Quan Chi, of course, which Quan Chi was phenomenal in this as well as Shinnok. And I think we have notes about that, especially Mr. Brody uh, for later. But we did get Serena eventually coming up in Armageddon, which was kind of a nice little addition, a nice little tie into the whole franchise of the sort. So going on that. So you said you had some notes, buddy. Do you do you want to throw them in now or do you want to do them after the behind the scenes? Where are you feeling? Oh, no, I just sort of had like my, um, you know, my- oh, list of like what was good and what was bad about the film fair enough fair enough uh, okay phil sorry game um but yeah no we can we can talk about that after the behind the scenes stuff if you like anyway all righty so why don't we hit them behind the scenes buddy why don't you take it away so this is the first mortal Kombat game done as a platformer adventure game which we obviously mentioned before it was um it was an interesting dynamic I feel like these guys should have studied platformers just a touch more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and I don't have this in the show notes or the behind the scenes per se, but as you probably know, the one biggest part of this platformer is how much closer your enemies are right on your ass before you even can get a chance to fucking attack them or let alone know they're even there. That was actually in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's... There's- it, it, it's a it's a motherfucker because yeah they just sneak up on you like the camera doesn't even follow you straight away like it waits until you get to the right side of, or the left side of the screen before it moves until it moves your fucking enemy's already there beating your ass so it's like right proper platformers would put you in that like a 50 50 parcel you know what i mean so you get each side of the screen it might move you a little bit but it's not going to go more than that dude this shit you're like a third of the screen is in front of you and two thirds of the screen is behind you doing fucking dick. So <laughs> this game is actually quite relenting in that fact, I would think. But Absolutely. Take it away, brother. Um, this is also the first Mortal Kombat game uh, since the original Mortal Kombat. I fucking wrote uh, science in there. <laughs> <laughs> I should have checked my buddy. <laughs> I'll try to try nice. To no, no, that was good. You you caught that well. 
to reuse the character Byhan, um, to which it before it was known that he accidentally became Oh, so he actually became noob cybot. I'm stroking out hard today. Right. I, you and I both, Marty. <laughs> God it's, damn. A, it's one of them days. It's all good. <laughs> um, this was the very last Mortal Kombat title to use dig- digitalized uh, actors. And that was what I actually really liked about this game, to be honest. It brought back that old school feel of the first three. Yeah. And um, keeping with the aesthetic, they came with, they brought the control scheme as well, yes. which is great if you know Mortal Kombat, but not necessarily great if you not necessarily great for a platformer. No. Um, I think my biggest fucking gripe with this game, and it was something I never realized. And, and you might even have this in your notes. It wasn't even something to like, realize until we were researching for the show, because it's been a while since I fucking played this shit. dude. I was I was a fucking kid then. Um but the fucking turnaround button. Ah, oh, yes. What that was the a fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Just for yeah, everybody to know, that. Brody's from Australia, so that's a lot more accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Good, yes. No. Um, but yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck is a turnaround button, dude? No, that should just be back even. on your D-pad if somebody's facing that way. You know what I mean? Like. That's right. It, it, it automatically turn it around. <laughs> what was the, actually the button for it? Was it like X or some shit? So, okay. So I was actually just playing. Um, I was dabbling through a N64 port of this game uh, for the show. And I don't know if you're familiar with the N64 controller. As yes. um, However, remember how it had a B and A. But then it had your C buttons, which was essentially, which became the, you know, the secondary joystick. But yep, it still had your up. So your C button for the 64 was your main buttons for your PlayStation, which would be triangle, square, circle, and X. And then your turnaround button, I think, was like either the A or B. And I can't remember whatever the fuck the other one was. But it's because you had so many buttons. It was actually easy. Where like the PlayStation, man, you're using all your fucking bumpers and like every fucking which thing, dude. And there's drawbacks to both games or both versions. You know what I mean? Like PlayStation, you get the movies and that's what I feel is like the best part of this game. And then yes. like, obviously 64 you get, well, you know what? I don't even want to say that we got more shit to talk about, about the 64 in there. So why don't you keep that going boy? Cool beans. Um, so if the player decides to set the game to easy or lower, uh, they will not be allowed to progress past the fire temple. Damn. They really make it difficult for you. Right. Like the game's already hard, but they're just like, yeah, but if you really want to beat it, you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Absolutely. Uh, the Nintendo 64 version used uh, static frame images instead of the FMV, which is full motion video cutscenes that were featured on the PlayStation version. However, the game's graphics were actually smoother with better textures in contrast to the pixelated ones on PlayStation. There were also some minor differences in character dialogue. Yes. Um, just because obviously they could do it, there was more like text based things like that. There now. Yo, side note, real quick, uh, I just got a message from the boss man. Yes. So, uh, 
for any of our fans out there that might be potentially wrestling fans as well, supposedly now this, you know, this is word on the street. Obviously Dustin Rhodes is teasing a potential MK themed outfit on AEW next Wednesday. So we will see how that goes. Oh, wow. Is there and so the, yeah, let's see. Uh, you know what? We'll keep talking. Let me see if I can get this image up here. And then uh, if I can, I'll pop it up. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, the events of the game uh, have been referenced multiple times within the newer timeline to Mortal Kombat 9 to present, meaning that the story and mythologies essentially went in the same way as it had in the previous timeline. So this was even further confirmed in the new Mortal Kombat 11 expansion aftermath during a fight with Fujin and Noob Cybot, who is by Han. Yeah, so that's kind of cool, actually. I didn't know that until researching for this episode. Uh, I mean, I played Aftermath, and obviously, dude, they, they've been not into mythologies in, like, every game, but Mortal Kombat does that, dude. It always alludes back to itself um, as best it can. And there was another thing I found out, which I didn't even get to throw in behind the scenes. I just found out today, and I can't believe I didn't recognize it but you know what i mean it's just one of those like very subtle things that if you haven't played it enough you're not going to um in mk versus dc they literally do a scene for scene copy of when sub-zero is going climbing up the mountain to go up to the uh one of the lin kuei temples yes and yeah i was just like oh my god that's fucking amazing like dude it just blew my mind it was amazing i was like and then when you think back, you're like, holy shit, dude, it really fucking is like him. It, it's the same fucking like it shows down and it'll show him reaching up and fucking coming over. And yeah, fucking great, dude. That's one thing I actually really like about this game is those um, like those sequences that we get in between the levels. And Quan Chi looks fucking amazing. Like he actually looks like a movie character. Well, the character from Mortal Kombat 4. So. Can I ask why why did Quan Chi look so great, but then Sub Zero looked like a fucking C version porn ripoff of fucking Sub Zero? <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was staunching around like a fucking scarecrow half the time. I figured like he did that because like you know he's just swole, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking huge dude. Um, but like, okay, like I, even as a twelve year old, like it was you were still just eating this shit up. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, like Quan Chi looked like a legit like cosplayer came in, dude, and you're just like, damn. And Sub Zero was just like a dude who wanted to attempt it, and you know he had like thirty bucks, and he did what he could do. <laughs> you could get a better outfit for thirty bucks on eBay. You probably oh, fucking can, dude. Like you probably get a used rubies or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but no, this. I mean, okay, so hands down, dude, this movie, this game for me was all about the PMVs. You know what I mean, dude? Like you played it just so you could watch the movies more so than the actual gameplay. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense. Uh, it was cool that they kept like the MK3 style combos and like, yes. and it was interesting. I mean, you're talking 97. So I feel like that's kind of coming around the Resident Evil and everything. And not that like inventory screens by any means are fucking a new thing at that point. You know what I mean? Like obviously they've, been around for since Zelda and all that other shit. 
but it was interesting because this just wasn't your basic platformer. It was almost kind of like a platformer RPG, knowing that you have this whole inventory screen where you got to have health potions and you keep all your keys. And this game was so relenting. It, you had to check every nook and cranny or else if you missed a key, you might be three levels ahead and you don't fucking have that shit. And there's no way you can go. You know what I mean? Like you had to go back or like you had to reset the game or something just because like it was a main fucking key. Yeah, it was. This game is hard. It fucking um, is. And it was one of those ones where I feel the hype of it because it was an MK game is what gave it more of its power than it just being a great game. Yep. Um, and I might get some fucking flack. We might get some flack for this thought. But dude, go out and fucking if you, you know if you, if you can't get a copy, and good luck if you could find one. Obviously, you could probably get it on an emulator, no problem. Um, it's a fucking tough game and dude, Brody loves Sub-Zero. I fucking love Sub-Zero. And the promise of this game was the promise to give us more in the mythologies time, like, uh, game, game verse, I'll say. But unfortunately this one game fucking off that. Cause it just, it wasn't that good. Yeah, I, I I honestly think the game was uh, poorly designed, uh, especially with the levels. I can't stress that enough. As I said to you before the show, you know, you got the fucking giant crushing pillars and you're not even standing near them and they still take you out. I mean, what the fuck's that all about? Then even on le- the level two windmills, I mean, they're in- impossible to jump onto. I mean, you have to time that so, so well. Like they don't even give you a chance to actually be like, you know, have a and it was. It was one of those ones where you almost had to time it like well before what you believed the jump was. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like it wasn't like the lineup where you're like, okay, whew. it was like you had to jump like here and catch the fucking momentum <laughs> to keep going. And that might work. You know what I mean? It's not even a given. <laughs> and, and you get the first one and you're like after 50 goes. And then not only that, you got to jump to the second one. So that's another hundred goes. And you're like, I can't right. win. And you're you're sick of watching that fucking video of Sub Zero falling into the clouds, going, ah! yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, all right, enough. I've had um, a and like, dude, the enemies, dude, they're like, they're fucking relentless. I mean, we already talked mm. about how they can fully just pull sneak attacks on you because you're just literally running into them. Um, but yeah, dude, it's. I'm not going to say it's like a terrible, terrible game. It's Absolutely. it's not. I just think nostalgia sometimes gets us in the end and we remember yes. shit for sometimes better it is or, you know, maybe worse, but it's always good to go back and review it. And I mean, if they were ever to redo this game, and I don't think they ever would, I mean, I would totally pick it up, but I think they would have to do some, it would have to be a real whole like rehaul. You know what I mean? New control scheme, uh, cleaning some stuff up. You've got almost 20 solid years of just gaming that can help fix this to this point. Absolutely. All right, buddy. So from that, I think we're on to our questions and uh, our questions are going to be a little different this week, everybody, just because obviously we're not discussing a fighting game, we're discussing a fucking platformer. So 
you know, a little different. But uh, when did you first play this, bud? Um, I think it was – oh, shit. It was a fair few years ago. I think I was like, I don't know, 13, 14. And um, I, I only played it once because my mate had it on 64. I never actually had it. Um, it didn't really intrigue me. Like, obviously, it's Sub-Zero, and I love Sub-Zero that much. But it didn't really grab me because I'm like, well, where are the other characters? I mean, like, yeah, Sub-Zero is cool, but I want to play with, like, as I said, Cabal you know, any of the other characters. So it didn't really grab me. Um, but, yeah, I played it once and that was – well, to, oh, actually, I might have played it twice and that was enough for me. Um, yeah, as I said, the levels on this game were absolute bullshit. It just really pissed me off. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, no, what about that, you, mate? Um, so the first time for me was, I believe, actually, at KB Toys. They were rocking it. They had it on the – uh, PlayStation at the time being when it first came out. So that's when I got to mess with a little bit. And then I never actually owned a PlayStation myself. I was a 64 boy at the time. Um, yes. But I did get a PS2. So when I got a PS2, I did pick up Mythologies. And so I played it here and there. And that was probably, I don't know, early 2000s. I mean, I already had fucking, when I think I picked it up, Deadly Lance was already been out. It was actually in between Deadly Lines and Deception. So it might have been like 2004 I picked this shit up. Uh, so I played it a little bit then. Never still beat it, dude, because it was it was so fucking hard, dude. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know, man. I just didn't put into it. So maybe, I, you know, anybody can boo me on that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, it was, I would, you know, PlayStation at the game store, dude. That's where I got it. And like I said, not until fucking years later, I picked that shit up. Well. So, what system did you play that on, bud? Uh, so, yeah, Nintendo 64. You played on the 64? Nice. 64, mate, yeah. I think I might have even smashed the fucking controller and had to get a new one after that let me, game. Let me ask you, did you have your rumble pack when you were playing? <laughs> not, no, not for that game. More so GoldenEye and mm-hmm. fucking awesome fucking 64 games. So, yeah. so. Weird little side note, dude, but I don't know why this is, this is making me go back down memory lane. Uh, just saying rumble packs. Cause I haven't had to think about that in a fucking minute, dude. <laughs> but you remember like the Nintendo actual rumble pack where you had to add like batteries into it and shit. Yeah. And it would be yeah. great when you first, like how fucking loud that shit would be when you added new batteries in. But then by the time they started dying, dude, I straight up had a fucking off brand, like mad cats one. Right. And I don't, I still remember it cause it was blue. <laughs> it was smaller. But it didn't take batteries, dude. It went off the power of the controller. This thing was fucking amazing, dude. Like, <laughs> it, it was so loud. Like, you could just hear it from, like, way upstairs, dude. It just, like, <laughs> like it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I remember, like, you'd play, like, games like Clay Fighter and um, all that, like, um, Super Smash Brothers. And then after the game, your hands would be just shaking. Yeah, like a good solid like fifteen minutes. And not to mention that you got to take that shit out to put your fucking save card in to fucking save that shit. And, <laughs> oh, uh, buddy, 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 dies. Yeah, right. So going to our uh, next question. Ultimately, was Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero enjoyable? Mm. I want to say. No, not not really. Like it's a tough question because 
as we said, it did have some good things about it, but the majority of it, it was pretty bad, I found. That's just for me anyway. Like, yeah, I like I said, I'd rather play with all the other characters. This sadly didn't really have that about it for me, and I just, yeah. Well, I haven't really gone back to revisit it since, so that sort of speaks for itself, I guess. That's fair. No, that's fine. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to include this with our final thoughts because this is kind of like the same almost question. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree, buddy. Like like I said, I think it was more of a nostalgia trip. The fact that like it was cool that we were getting something different from Mortal Kombat. Um, if you were a Sub-Zero boy, obviously it was fucking your mind was blown. Holy shit, Sub-Zero's getting his own fucking game. Like, you know what I mean? And it just... You get all this cool back. Like, dude, like the game in itself has given us a lot for the MK universe. And I'm not going to say it hasn't. But ultimately, man, like just going back and just kind of replaying it, uh, even for five minutes, I think you can just, you'll just, you'll know. You'll be like, oh, oh. (laughs) And I'm not saying, dude, diehards definitely wouldn't fucking, you know. I mean, dude, you can go to YouTube and find fucking, I watched one guy. He did a straight run through in like an hour and 20 minutes, dude, on extreme hard difficulty. So it's like kudos to that motherfucker. But it's like, uh, I haven't played that game enough to know where every single little perfect fucking jump is <laughs> to get it. Like all that bullshit you mentioned before, dude, with the windmills and fi- you know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't know, dude, I just don't want to dedicate that kind of time. I'd rather just play the fucking fight. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm impressed, mate. But fuck me, you must ha- mustn't have no life to try and achieve that. Game. Oh my god! Either that, or you just set yourself a goal and you fucking went ham. <laughs> something like that. I succeeded something today. I beat Sub Zero Mythologies. Well, kudos to you. Oh my god! So all right, I think that being said, we are done with that first bad boy. <sighs> Take a breath, right. shake it out. Right. We're at 40 oh. minutes, buddy. We actually went 40 minutes on that game, but I don't think we're going to go as long on this one. <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to talk about the bastard child of the Mortal Kombat fucking game franchise. And no, I know a lot of people shit on MK versus DC, but fuck you. That's actually still a pretty fun game. Buddy, what are we talking about here? Uh, Mortal Kombat Special Forces from 2000. <laughs> Take it away, bud. So we have the developers of Midway Games, idiots, uh, publishers Midway Games, idiots. Director <laughs> they tried. <Ben> Walsh. <laughs> uh, pro- programmers John Walsh, Jonathan Murphy, uh, Daniel Markham, uh, artist Richard Ho, Carlos Pacina, Herman Sanchez. Uh, our composer was Dan Forden. He's back mm-hmm. again. So I'll take this if you want, but Mortal Kombat Special Forces is chronologically the very first game in the Mortal Kombat storyline as its events takes place even before Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, to which I don't know if we did mention or not, but yes, that does take place before the first tournament. That whole game is all about lead up to the very first tournament. And I apologize if I didn't mention it, but yeah. So. The story, invo- the story of the game involves Kano freeing his g- gang, the Black Dragon, from a maximum security prison. 
Major Jackson Briggs, seeking revenge for the slaughter of his special forces comrades at the hands of the Black Dragon, undertakes a mission to stop them from retrieving an artifact of great power. The Eye of Chitillion? Chitillion? I don't know what the fuck that is, dude. What do you think? (laughs) Chitillion. Chitillion. <laughs> the true power of the artifact is shown in that and shown the ending that it can open portals to the other realms. When Jax uses the artifacts artifact to teleport himself and Kano back to Earth Realm after defeating him. <sighs> Woof. Yes. Special fucking forces, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Um this game is shit. I never yes. even played it with such shit. <laughs> this game was such shit. Even Midway, even they all fucking do is shit, dude. And we have some stuff in behind the scenes of why they like, you know what I mean? Like it just gets bad. So what's our character it's, list for this? Because I, I don't want to go on that fucking, you know what I mean? Like we're going to rant. But. So the characters for this joyless shit fest is Jax, Kano, No Face, Ta- is it Tasia? Tasia, I think. Tasia, Jarek, Tremor, Gemini. So this is our first introduction to Tremor, who is a fucking amazing fighter in MKX. Some people don't like him. I thought he was great. I'm finally happy they gave him some recognition in a different game other than fucking Special Forces. Uh, No Face, he's a... No Face is a fucking weird Bond villain. Like, this game is fucking... (laughs) Jarek obviously we did an MK fucking four, but he was you can go back to our MK4 episode to find out how we felt about his fucking cheap ass. Um <laughs> Gemini, I think, was like fucking she was just some chick on the radio for Jax. Where the fuck is Sonya, dude? Yeah, we don't actually get to see Gemini in this game. But where the fuck is Sonya? Where the fuck is Sonya, dude? She'd be kicking it with uh, Mr. Johnny Cage, I reckon. He'd be showing her a good time. I think Johnny Cage was filming it during this. If this is like super pre before everything else, this is actually when Johnny Cage is probably going at the height of his uh, fame. But very true. true. Very we should get true. the Johnny Cage spinoff game. Where the fuck is that, dude? <laughs> Just going around <laughs> making movies and banging fucking hot chicks. Uh, All right. They should. All right. If they're going to do it, Midway have to make it. I feel like it would just end up being it? like a GTA pretty much, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'd be an abortion of a game, I'll tell you. Right? That's why Midway is no more. Uh, Go on. Yeah. This wasn't the game that did it, though, surprisingly. Uh, Damn. But, but this is a game that definitely put a hiatus on, the, on everything. Everything. So before we hit behind the scenes, buddy, is there anything you want to throw in on this real quick? No, oh, I could go go. I've got a list here. I've actually got a fucking list right here in front of me of how much this game sucks balls. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. I'll crazy. get into. I'll I'll get into that later. I'll get into that later. All right. So a little behind the scenes of this game. So of all the MK games, Special Forces is considered to be the worst among fans and critics alike. So, yeah, we came together on that one. Uh, this had much to do with the fact that many of Midway's staff, including this, the series own co-creator, Mr. John Tobias, had left the company in 1999 during pre or during mid production of this game. 
That's never good, homie. That is (laughs) that's never good when the director leaves because of just how bad the whole fucking productions is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no. And if you watch interviews with him, man, like he's he was kind of he went off and like fucking formed his own shit after the fact because he was like, "Fuck you guys." But I I just love how Ed Boom wipes his hands clean with this fucking game every time it's mentioned. He he does. He's uh he literally says he's like I had nothing to do with that game. So he literally bastardized like bastardizes. Is I'm saying that right? (laughs) It's pretty much the bastard stepchild of uh, MK. He just doesn't even acknowledge it. And if anybody brings it up, it's just like no. That nope. I was I was over here that day. <laughs> I was working on MK4. No, he was working on fucking Deadly Alliance at that time. Uh so this was the second game in Mortal Kombat history that was a platformer rather than a fighter. After testing the waters, or the ice that is, with MK mythologies, John Tobias intended to work on a series of platformers to help expand the MK universe. So we mentioned this not too long ago, but they obviously wanted to do more more, more mythologies. And that didn't happen. And how did that work out? Right. Uh, so they went back to the drawing board, and then they ended up with this piece of shit. <laughs> how could you actually fucking green light this? I mean, it's all on the board there in front of you. You might as well just write, let's fucking green light a biggest piece of shit. You know what it is, dude? It's, it's almost like... Uh, and, you know, you can rag me if you want. I love Annihilation, but like you and I said, we know it's a shit movie, but it's Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat, so I love it. This is Mortal That's Kombat, it. dude, but this is just too much shit with not enough Mortal Kombat rap around it. You know what I mean? Like, as you said, no face feels like a Bond villain. This feels like a black exploitation movie to me, especially with the opening credits. I mean, you get some funky disco bullshit music happening. That was atrocious. It made me feel sick. That, uh, yeah, it's uh, and the fucking sweet music, um, oh, just childish artwork, man. It, it's fucking. You couldn't you even change my mind. You couldn't right? even change my mind about this game. Shout out to Mr. Joe Day. Uh, I may do just. I may want a cage game because I am a fan, but at the same time, I think it'd be a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Could be uh, terrible and very short, but. So Special Forces was rushed to completion following Tobias's departure. So obviously the big boy left. He took some people with him. So you lost half of the team in a mid-developed game. And it was they I Midway knew, you know what I mean? Like they should have just scrapped it at that point. And I don't know Absolutely. if it's maybe because they just had so much money in it, and maybe they thought that just all of us MK heads would fucking just still eat it up regardless because they slap Mortal Kombat on it. And it's like, Hey, buy this. Uh, but, but why Jax? Why Jax? Why? That's, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. So funny enough, I kind of have a, the, the next one uh, goes a little bit with that because it wasn't just supposed to be just Jax. Oh, uh, really? Sonya was actually supposed to be originally in it. And it was supposed to be a, like a split where you would almost Resident Evil, where sometimes you would play as Jax and then sometimes you would play as Sonya. Kind of fitting after coming off, you know, I mean, we've had, I think, two Resident Evils out at this point. We're talking by 2000. Um, maybe even three, if I apologize. Uh, 
Yeah, but so she was originally supposed to be playable. And however, due to so many people living, leaving mid-production, she was omitted. And there were early screenshots, however, that showed her as a playable character and listed her as codename Panther. Uh, I actually watched a trailer earlier today and I was going to get it, but unfortunately it had fucking had some of these website all over it. So I was like, nah, fuck that. But this was the OG uh, teaser trailer teasing the game before it was even finished, dude. And it was a full Sonya and Jack's trailer and it fucking looked sweet. If they actually fucking gave us that game, dude, they probably could have did well. But unfortunately, this shit just tanked from the get go. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so the last one is the med packs in the game actually have the Red Cross logo on them, which is actually not allowed to be used in video games as per the International Committee of the Red Cross. (sighs) Fair enough. Mm, I'm surprised they almost didn't get sued for that shit. Or if they did, I couldn't find anything on it. So. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it was it was bad. So, yeah, they dropped the MK control scheme of mythologies because they kind of learned from that. All right. I'll give you kudos. But you could literally just go up and beat a motherfucker with the same button until that person was literally gone. So there's no skill involved really into it. The Fuck. camera was well, Brody. You said you got a list of reasons why this shit. Why don't you give us that list, buddy? If you want, to. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so the controls are stiff as all fuck. It's a and, and it has ballless combos. Uh, I mean, you just press X as like you said until you kill your opponent, and fucking thumbs fall off your hand. It's just, <laughs> it's just like it, it's so. It's just trash. Um, the shitty camera placement from a bird's eye view of the character. Um, I lot. I know they were trying to do something different there, obviously. Um, and I've, but yeah, I just don't think it works that well. Um, what was the go with the point of view? Like you can switch Dude, to the point of view. So yeah, there was like three points of view. So there was like the normal behind the back, which you get the third person. Then you get the weird like contra top down shit of. Uh, I mean, I, I know from Contra, it's been in a bunch of other games, but yeah, it goes to this weird top down, almost like Resident Evil's fixed camera, like kind of that feel, but actually not as like, not as room based as it used to be, where you like, you'd actually go in and it was just that room is this way. And this room was, it just would almost kind of do it on the fly sometimes, depending on where you were on the wall and shit. And then yeah. there was a first person fucking point of view for like, rocket launchers i think or something like you could always look first person but it was stupid because then it narrowed your point of fucking view so yeah you could see distance wise but then you're fucking you, you can't see shit on the sides you're like horse blind that's right. so like tunnel vision yeah thank you um and not to mention it was like some shitty like night vision green i think or something like that or like there was like a weird <laughs> little film over it yeah. i don't know man they they uh and they had these like weird little peekable holes and shit that you'd have to like find cracks in the walls to like see what's in the next rooms. And, and our buddy Pete Ward, he uh, he actually mentioned uh, fighting for 64 and he felt like this was kind of a ripoff of that. And I actually have to agree with him. Yes, it's it's uh, I mean, uh, I would even say it's almost it's trying to be like, I don't know if you ever played Die Hard, the arcade game, but it kind of reminded me of that a little bit mixed with like trying to be a 007 game 
it was fucking weird dude like yeah i and it just had that media mediocre level design too like it was just very basic the music yeah, was I, fucking atrocious yeah <laughs> The music yeah, sounds this. like 70s porn music, dude. <laughs> not, good, not good stuff. Either, you know what I mean? Not the, nah. A little, little too yeah, off the tempo. It, sounds like the outro music to uh, Lights, Camera, Exploitation. To no, dude. I want to porn vibe. No, because that, that shit's good. That shit's yeah, that's, funny. You that's what that. I mean. That shit slaps. Yeah. This fucking game. This is just like, dead. yeah, this is bad. Uh, all right, man. So we don't have a lot of questions with this one, but... My first question is, uh, did you even ever play this piece of shit? <laughs> and the simple answer to that, John, is no. I watched one of my mates uh, play this game, and I got him to actually show me why this should be a Mortal Kombat game. And he went through everything with, like, he tried to show me everything about the game, and I just I ended up walking away. I was like, that's not a fucking Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> Far from it. I know you got the characters in there, but it's just not happening for me. Yeah, it's uh I unfortunately did never play this. I tried emulating this for this episode, but honestly, after doing enough research and just kind of knowing already going into it, and I did think they eventually ported this to a Dreamcast. I think they gave it a Dreamcast port. It was specifically only for the PS1 when it initially dropped but dude this shit dropped with a $20 price tag brand new <laughs> that is I mean okay so you're talking 2000s you're talking high based games even 64 brand new good games were like 50 bucks off the bat you know what I mean yeah absolutely and you know best case for us you would get a new game and it might be like bouncing at 40 but dude you would never get a game brand new off the shelves, twenty bucks. That it's it speaks it volumes. Yeah, yeah, it just just crap, dude. <laughs> so our second question, our next question is already answered. Then because we both said no, so if so, it was when. So fuck it, dude. Let's move on to our final thoughts of this piece of shit called Mortal Kombat Special Forces. Uh, well, I have to say, Midway can get fucked with this game. And I can, and I'm glad Ed Boone wipes his hands clean with this bullshit. Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I could say anything better than that, dude. Like, it just, I mean, you know what, man? If you played it and you have some keen uh, memories of it, maybe with some buddies, I'm not trying to tarnish your memories with your buddies because that was probably the fun part of the experience. Not this game. Maybe you were shitting on this game. So maybe that was the fun part of the experience. You know what I mean? Like, but it was one that never interested me. I never really even like, I don't even remember it being advertised, honestly, dude. You know, like I think I might have saw it at KB Toys back in the day, like once, but it was I didn't have a PlayStation One. And then by the time I got a PS2, I never gave a shit to go find it like I did with mythologies. You know what I mean? Like even that one, at least I had a bit of an itch, like Dude, I should go get that because I always kind of wanted it. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, eh. Like, I, would, dude, when you, I would actually, so, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I was going to say, when you can go find it and it's still going for like 20 to 15 bucks on eBay for whatever copy you could find, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have any, it doesn't, 
have any added value to it anymore. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I would love, right? I would love to uh, uh, hear from a diehard fan of this game uh, and listen to them talk about it from their point of view onto why this film is great. It'd be very rare to actually find that person, but if there is someone out there, shoot us a message on why this game is a fucking great game because this is uh, far from it, in my opinion. Listen, I'm sure there's a fan out there, man. There's got to be. There's fanboys for everything, you know what I mean. No matter how terrible it is, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna try to defend it some way or another. Uh, I feel if they gave us Sonya, like, okay, dude, when Tobias left. That should have been the biggest fucking red flag. You know what I mean? Yes. Midway should have just dumped it, like I said earlier, and just cut your fucking losses. But no, they were like, no, we're going to shovel fucking through and we're going to sell something because we promised it. <laughs> but it's just. Uh... They couldn't even deliver with the promise. They had Sonya in it and then Kanda. Right. And it's like, dude, no, like, I'm not saying like people don't like Jax and shit like that, but it's just. Was Jax really that like big of a character? Like, okay, no. mythologies I get. Fucking Sub Zero's an OG ninja, and everybody fucking loved the ninjas. You know what I mean? Like, those were the we discussed this in episode one. If you didn't catch it, go back and check that shit out. Um, everybody played the ninjas though, and so knowing you're like that shit was an I you, I understand it. It's an instant sell. You know what I mean? But fucking Jax, dude, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. Yeah. No, I like Jax as a character in the fucking Mortal Kombat games. Don't get me wrong, but why would you do a spinoff with this character that's not really well established like Sub-Zero and Scorpion? I mean, when I think of Mortal Kombat every time, I think of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Like, Uh, they're the selling point of that game. Yeah, right. And it's. They're, they're the Mickey Mouse of the fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're the icons, dude. And it's just, Jax has got great backstory, and especially in, like, the newer games, dude, where the, I mean, everybody has good backstory in this. I'm not going to say that. It's just, this game was just, it just, it just was fucked from the start. Um, I mean, they tried, but I don't know. I know there was a couple other ideas uh, potentially coming off the mythologies because obviously they were they were going to do a scorpion one or something I believe after that and then they almost wanted to do a Baraka one which was interesting and, and I, don't, I don't know if Baraka could sell an entire game or not to me that'd be questionable as well and then obviously there was you know ideas around like Liu Kang and stuff which we will discuss um, yes. but not this episode so right. We are done with those two games. We're going to wrap it up here. Buddy, what's in store for next week? Well, we are following up on a great game next week, actually. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Remember. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, uh, next week is going to be a special dang. episode. Sorry. All right. Let me back it up. Next week, we are going to be talking about the highly anticipated film of 2021, and that is Mortal Kombat, the yes. reboot remake. So this series was started with an idea of us doing six episodes, to which, ta-da, here we are already. Um, 
And technically, we've only actually recorded four. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it was supposed to be the end finale was going to be the Mortal Kombat movie. But the way we've been going and how much shit we've we've realized that we could do with potentially this show. You know, I mean, like this isn't going to be one that's going to stay on forever. It's one that could always come back if we get some new iterations and stuff. That's not being said, but we still got a lot of shit to talk about. Oh, yes. But this whole podcast started because this movie was fucking coming and Brody and I have been wanting to talk about it. So for next week, I want to say to our listeners, um, it's going to be spoiler heavy. I think what we'll do is the first five minutes. We'll give a non-spoiler review as best we can. Yep. And then from that moment, we'll uh, say, you know, okay, guys, pause it. Go watch the movie and then come on back. So we are going to take a little hiatus from games next week. Um, We're going to try to, that might be a doozy of an episode. That could go into a two-hour episode. (laughs) We'll see what we can do. Um, (laughs) We might go a little gore more format on that. Obviously, questions yeah. being a little different, but I think uh, you and I know that format best. And yes. uh, yeah, so we're going to go with that. And then after the movie, uh, which will actually be Brody's birthday episode. So that's also amazing. Yeah. Uh, after that, we're going to go back to games and we're going to uh, continue on with the spinoffs with Shaolin Monks. Yes. Uh, amazing game. And can't wait to discuss that. Great game. Other than that, buddy, I think that's it. I think we're good. Unless yeah. you got any final uh, final things to say? No, no, I'm pretty good, mate. Um, yeah. Special right. Forces is a piece of shit. I'll say it again. Yeah. Uh, mythologies was something. They tried. Yep. Uh, they went to the drawing board. They did worse. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> they went back to the fighting generation, obviously. So thank God we got Deadly Alliance. And you can catch our review of Deadly Alliance of episode three. And you can check us out actually on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, I believe, and potentially any anywhere else uh, you can catch your podcast streaming or any of your audio podcast streaming. Also, you can go out and let me shout out our website, projectlouder.net. You can subscribe to the mailing list on there. You can catch all our lovely shows, including obviously Fatality, Gore and more lights, camera, action, big bad, Beetle Road, Rants from the Black Lodge, uh, fuck man, box office banner. I could keep going. We got fucking podcasts for days. We got ones coming up. Uh, we got a new one on the on the cusp that uh, we're working on called Joints and Joysticks. Uh, that'll be another video game theme one, and that's going to be more of like playthroughs and stuff like that, and uh, more of a basis. So, you know, we might get a couple of MK episodes on there too. Who knows? Um, I mean, it's not saying it's not going to happen on this, dude. I feel like at one point Brody and I definitely have to square up and we got to, you know, get some video capture on that shit. We just got to decide which MK to actually do it on. Um, Special forces. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, man. But no, it's uh, we got some more episodes in store. We actually been brainstorming with the uh, the whole Project Louder gang. Uh, so hopefully we're gonna get some other uh, we're gonna get some guest appearances coming on here from some of our other podcast hosts and a couple of our friends. And yeah, man, this this little uh, 
this little project here has definitely expanded well more than what Brody and I initially even thought, or I think any of us actually. Damn straight. I think we planned what for six episodes at the start and at the minimum, at, actually at the max, I would say, I think it was just six. We were planning for one. We were literally just going to do a one-off <laughs> of the fucking movie. And yeah, here we are six episodes and I do. I mean, we're, we're, we're not even in, dude, we got shadow monks. We got MKDC. We're going to, we can talk in justice. We got comics. Got we haven't even hit the fucking movies. The three fucking movies. Yeah. You got three fucking, you got the two live action, the animated, you got the series, you got the fucking cartoon <laughs> series, we got comics, dude, we got oh. fucking, oh my God, and we got wrestlers, we got fucking, dude, it's, yeah, it's crazy, man, like, who would have ever thought? You well, name it, we got it. Yeah, we're going to try to bring as much as we fucking can for you guys, and last but not least, shout out to all you listeners out there, uh, thank you so much for all the subscribers honestly it's all you guys this is for you i hope you i really hope you guys enjoy it. i mean obviously you guys brody and i love doing this shit every fucking saturday night i have a blast just hanging out with this motherfucker shit and the shit with mk it's great likewise but, uh, likewise but dude we've been just we've been jumping up uh you know every episode with more and more subscribers dude on all the podcast on the uh especially the audio ones more so and yeah, we really appreciate it. It's, it's been yeah. lost. It's just, it's amazing to see the numbers. Cause honestly, I was just like, dude, if we get 50 listeners, we're good. And <laughs> it's just like, at this point I was like, holy shit, dude. And I, you know, where you and I discussed last dude, and then TJ just dropped the new numbers. I was like, holy fuck again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. not only that, but like shout out to all the other project louder uh, shows, man. Uh, kudos to all you guys. You're all doing a great job. The numbers are obviously reflecting on it and yeah, man. So and to go to project himself. Yeah, Mazza. absolutely, man. None of this would be possible without uh, Mr. TJ Bowser himself. I know I shot this motherfucker out of probably every episode you guys are probably like really here comes this again but you know i don't care man this is almost like my ad block here Damn uh sure. without him yeah without him this none of this shit would be possible it's fucking great and uh that motherfucker just keeps ideas that dude just slings out ideas every fucking day man and it's great on top of that like i said go to projectlouder.net check out the podcast tab check out that sweet fucking merch tab uh other than that man i think that's it i think we can sign out hell yeah man all right so Guys, this is Big Johnny D, your Fluff Master Supreme, saying see you next week. This is your DKB signing out saying sayonara, bitches. Fatality.